It's not that success is created out of confidence. Confidence creates success. We have it all backwards. We think that if we're successful, then we'll be confident. And it's altogether mm -hmm. untrue. Welcome to Evolve Leadership, the arena where high-achieving leaders are challenged to redefine their limits. My name is Angus Nelson. I grew up in the United States and I now live in Lisbon, Portugal. I'm an executive coach and I've spent my career advising and training leaders from startups to Fortune 500 companies. And here's what I've learned. An old, ineffective leadership framework will always keep you on a hamster wheel, consumed with work-life balance, burnout, and stress. Here on the show, each week we'll help you rethink the path to achievement. We'll help you discover new principles, new philosophies to the modern leader. Look, the world is relentlessly changing, demanding a new era of leaders. It's time to redefine your limits. So enter the arena, my friend. It's time to evolve. Confidence is a complex and fascinating phenomenon that often eludes us, yet it is the key to unlocking our full potential. And that's what we're going to talk about today, confidence. It's often described along with competence, meaning that the more we understand something, the more we know about the subject or the role or the skill, that the more confident that we become in our abilities related to it. And the truth is we never start out knowing anything about anything. So how can you be confident at the beginning of anything? Yeah, it's so true, Angus. Like many times when we start a new hobby or job or project, we all begin at the bottom and then gradually we build our knowledge and skills over time. And that that's competence, right? Knowing from doing. But today we want to talk about confidence and how confidence doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily come from what we do but rather who we are and that's the big mm -hmm. shift it's part of our nature to seek out new experiences right new mm -hmm. challenges take bigger risks and with each new experience we want to grow and improve so much right it's so much so that i would tell you that there are more uh, about confidence in those that have failed throughout their lives because they've gone through the thing, because they've learned the thing, yeah. than those who have actually succeeded. In fact, I would say success is probably a problem for some people, because for a lot of my clients who have had more of their share of successes, that often they come to me from a place of not having the confidence for the next step because they haven't built the resilience mm -hmm. from failure. It's an interesting concept. Why? Because past successes will distract us from future successes. We build successes wow. and success upon success. And then when we go to do the next thing, it's like, but what if this is the one thing that all goes sideways? What is if this is the thing that falls apart? What is if this is the thing that embarrasses me? What if this is the thing that crushes it? What if this is the thing that, that I lose everything? And we build yeah. up all this pressure because we've had success without failure. And so therefore confidence starts getting questioned even within success. So your past keeps you attached to performance. So you believe that the performance is what's going to get you future success. And so therefore we fall for the lies of striving, hustling, like exerting everything and trying all that stuff. Like, ah, ah, ah. 
And all of this is scarcity in nature. And we're going to discuss a little bit more of that uh, later. Yeah. And Angus, it begs the question too, what happens when we run into failure? What happens when we run into a setback? How does it affect us? I remember early in my career, I just hit a whole bunch of wins. Like it was like the Midas touch. Everything I touched just turned to gold and I was assigned a big project. And man, I was, I, 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 I was just in that place of, I got this, you know, yeah. just like everything else. And it was one of the biggest failures that I had had, like it just didn't work. And instead of bouncing back from it, learning from it, uh, having that, okay, I'm going to get the next one. It really set me back a few years. It really was one. It actually took a therapy session of me years later, really actually being grateful because it could be a learning experience. Yeah. But, uh, and you and I have had colleagues where they had a failed business or a failed marriage. And it was like the world stopped. All of a sudden it became who we are as a failure instead of moving through and stepping into a, a growth mindset of, of stepping into something new. I would say my past was a, a little bit of the opposite. I had a lot of success for sure uh, early in my twenties. And it was like things that I touched, you know, worked. But then when I got in my 30s, uh, like everything kept going wrong. I That's when I went through my addiction and my divorce and lost my business. Flash forward, I, I was started a, another company. Um, and then 2008, 2009 hit, the economy went sideways. And as such, so did our business. We lost all of our funding. And I had perpetual opportunities for loss. Then I started a company with some friends of mine that didn't turn out well. And so for me, there are times when my lack of confidence is a product of those stories. And, and we're going to get into that a little bit. And it's much like one of our clients I just spoke with today, another C-suite member is he was talking about even in his childhood, his experiences growing up in a foreign country under poverty, uh, being an immigrant coming to this country. And it's almost like he had a chip on his shoulder because so many things were wrong. So many things had created shortcoming. And as such, when he'd walk into a boardroom, when he walked into a pitch, when he walked into something, he always had this question in his mind about, am I enough? Do I deserve this? Am I worthy of this? And that is exactly what I experienced too. And when we experience negative things in our past, those things, for whatever reason, whatever's in our present gets compared to that past, and that will rock our confidence. Yeah. And as we see, confidence is like, it's a make or break trait in leadership. There is such an advantage to a confident leader. And so one of the things I'm excited for this conversation is to dive into what are the symptoms that we're running into a confidence issue and what are the ways that we can break out of that and actually build that confidence if we've had setbacks or if we have the fear of a setback, the fear mm. of failure that ends up putting us in a place of playing small. Uh, because listen to this statistic, this and this comes from Forbes, 71% of successful leaders they credit confidence as a key factor to their achievement. And Angus, you know this. If you're confident, you'll take on that new challenge. Yeah. You'll take on that new, how do I, how do we double revenue or how do we do this next big thing? Like those bold moves often yeah. are rewarded in business. 
but it takes a level of confidence to step out and do that as a leader. Am I right? For sure. And we've seen some just recently examples in particular, you know, President Vladimir Zelensky, before Russia launches full scale invasion, uh, he was regarded as an untested leader. You know, here's this actor and comedian and suddenly here comes the tanks, here come the missiles, here comes the attack. And he was catapulted into this place of a world stage and inspired his nation because he stepped into confidence. And this is an interesting piece we want to connect to is what was the basis of that confidence? And I'll compare that to another person was Mulala uh, Yousafzai, uh, who was the Nobel Prize laureate. She was that young lady who stepped into her power. And through that adversity, she championed education for girls worldwide from coming from an area of the world where women didn't have a voice, where women didn't have a place. And so here are two people who were unexpected to have confidence, but in the moment they rose to an occasion. What's the magic behind that? We want to dive into that. Yeah. So Angus, first what I'd like to do is run through this list of symptoms. And these are symptoms that the problem in your business is not a business problem but it's a leadership confidence problem because this is fixable. This is, mm -hmm. this is transferable. So as you're listening in the car, on the lawnmower, uh, taking your kids out for a walk, whatever it is, I want you to listen to these. And if any of these resonate with you, this is fixable. This is something that mm. can change your business moving forward. And uh, the first one, Angus, is self-doubt. When mm -hmm. you are constantly questioning your ability and decisions, I think this is probably the most obvious one, but this yeah. one, when you're running into self-doubt, when you're getting into that spot of uncertainty, uh, you know, always looking backwards, should I have done that? Was that the, you know, second guessing yourself? I think that's one that really hurts you. Angus, what, what's the next one? Fear of failure. Oh my gosh. We've had so many conversations around this fear of failure, thinking that if I step out to do this thing, that could be the end. This is kind of what I was saying before. And so we avoid risk due to the fear that whatever expectation, pretty picture we've played in our head, that it just won't work out the same way. So the next one is comparison syndrome, where you're starting to look at the achievements of all these other peers and kind of leveling yourself, comparing. When you get into comparing others to you, you've already lost, mm. right? You're already yeah. in that place of confidence because you want to beat yourself. You want to beat yesterday's you and step into that new place. Overthinking is another one. You know, when that analysis of paralysis, paralysis of analysis. Yeah, that's the way you say it. You know, you're always looking at like picking it apart. This goes back to one of our earlier podcasts where we talked about, you know, the, how we get into that procrastination of this overthinking. But that overthinking is oftentimes you in this place where you're lacking confidence. And so you will cover that by overanalyzing excessively and second guessing every choice. Yeah. Another one is avoiding challenges. It's similar to that where you get, there's a challenge, there's something that's coming up and you back away mm -hmm. because there's that uncertainty because you're not sure. And so many times the biggest rewards in business is mm -hmm. just take risk. They take stepping out of your comfort zone, something you've never done, bigger, better. And when we 
step into that place of healthy risk based off of an internal confidence that's unshakable, mm -hmm. you can pivot even in the middle of that jumping out, but it won't keep you from, I'm just gonna play small and step back and avoiding challenges. Mm. What about negative self-talk? Why is yeah. it the gremlins in our head beat us up and throw us against a wall and berate everything that we think about ourselves? And when we get into that self-criticism, we focus on our flaws, and I'm going to say perceived flaws, we have our confidence completely wiped out from under us. Yeah. And another one is difficult accepting praise. Now, this is funny because either it's somebody who plays the weirdly trying to be humble, but they're trying, you know, there's this insecurity that they're trying yeah. to, oh no, it was the team and everything, you know, and they're, they're trying to deflect. Some people do that when they're trying mm -hmm. to be spiritual, you know, they're, no, it was God who did it instead of just saying, thank you. Yeah. Or it's people who are, they have this difficult time accepting it because there's not an internal confidence that can just simply receive that praise yeah. and say, man, thank you. That means a lot to me. Yeah. They related to that is, you know, the hesitation in decision-making, like feeling indecisive and seeking validation from others is like, mm. what do you think? Are we, are we good? Everybody in this? And, and that hesitation that almost like you're seeking praise in that same way of like, Oh, what do you guys think? Like, let's and suddenly it's like this diplomatic choice because you're not confident to call the shots yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, another one that ties right into that is lack of assertiveness, right? Ugh, so, so it's related. struggling to voice your own opinions mm -hmm. confidently and really just be able to say, no, this is what we're going to do. We're steering the ship. We're going to confidently move in this direction. Uh, and lastly, I mean, there's more, we're not going to go into all of them, but this one I think is such a big one. And sometimes people, it becomes cliche, but imposter syndrome is a very, very real thing feeling that you're not worthy or that you don't deserve, that you don't have what it takes. Like there's this feeling like I'm going to be seen like, like the, 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 the wizard of Oz and the curtain's been removed and I'm naked and exposed for the fraud that I am. And yeah. that's our perception. And here's the reality is like everybody, you know, is faking it. Everyone, you know, is doing the best they can with what they got. And yet, for whatever reason, in our mind, we think everyone else has it all together. Everyone else has got this figured out, but I'm the one who doesn't. That's imposter syndrome. And Albert Einstein, we know this guy. He's a renowned physicist. And he initially faced self-doubt and imposter syndrome, even though he had incredible groundbreaking theories. Like he knew all of these things. He had proven all of these concepts. And yet he second-guessed himself all the time. And he felt like, a fraud, but he eventually gained yeah. confidence and then reshaped the entire field of physics. And this probably led yeah. to a little bit of that competence breeding confidence. Yeah. And this is so normal. One of our friends and clients uh, grew up in poverty uh, and experienced imposter syndrome specifically because he'd been told, even from a teacher, you'll never amount to anything. Imagine getting that in high school and having a teacher right. speak that over your life. And so he was constantly seeing himself as the number two, even though he was doing amazing things in his company, he finally took the plunge and he joined our program right before he launched out in his business. 
And he says, listen, I am going to, I'm going to attack this imposter syndrome by just diving all in and I'm going to run my own business and I'm going to, I'm going to start doing, doing things my way and yeah. stepping it out and really had that confidence of like, let's, let's take a risk and see what happens. And it was so fun to just watch him on the rocket ship of a ride he was on. He tripled his income of what he was even hoping for his business would do. But there's something about seeing yourself and how you view yourself in that imposter syndrome, actually stepping out of it into, no, this is who I really am because I belong here. I'm invited here. I'm in the room where it happens. I can step out and actually use that. I thought you were going to break into a little uh, in the room where it Hamilton. Hamilton's coming <laughs> just because you were in New York and Broadway. I thought it was coming. But here's the, here's the other thing about this particular member. Like watching him blossom, the more that he connected to his personal power, the more he connected to his sense of self, the bolder he got. When he started with us, he was like, I don't want to hire humans. I don't want to manage humans. I don't want to deal with humans. I'm doing my own thing. And he grew so much so fast. He's like, I'm hiring again. And he like shifted internally to being a business owner, not just a solopreneur. And that shift from imposter syndrome to being a guy in control of his destiny is just magical to watch. And, you know, if that sounds like you, if you've been in that place where you're facing some step into something bigger than you, facing some challenge, new role, new position, new company, new funding, you're not alone if this is something you're dealing with. In fact, 58% of professionals experience imposter syndrome at some point in their career, according to Harvard Business Review. And then the the company, the consultancy of KPMG, they find uh, they found that 75% of female executives across industries have experienced imposter syndrome in their careers. We know this is a big deal. You're not the only yeah. one. Yeah. And so how do we fight it? And and I, I think what's important as we as we look to how do we build confidence mm-hmm. is to see what confidence is not or what are what are some myths. I want to break down the myths about confidence. I think the first one is this idea of you either have it or you don't, right? We've always mm-hmm. seen that dude that or that woman that just feels like they got it all together. Feels like I've they've never had a moment of insecurity in their life just because from the outside, they're just exuding confidence. And you're like, well, I just don't have it. I don't, I don't feel that. That's a bunch of BS because confidence can be developed in many different ways, but it's not something you're just born with and have because there's been a lot of people who have been born with confidence, have hit a setback and have gotten shipwrecked in their thing. Angus, what's what's the next myth? It only comes from your experience. It's Mm. not true. Like I have a kid who probably since he's three or four years old has believed he's capable of doing tons of stuff. He's borderline, you know, cocky and arrogant in some realm. And we're going to get to that in just a second, but I would say it's confidence. Like he just believes and he hasn't even done yet. There are cases in our world where we step in, when we ask that girl out, we ask that guy on that date, we propose, we decide to do that you know, jump to that next role where we are stepping out on something and we haven't even experienced yet, but we just have the confidence to step out. Yeah. 
because think about it, Angus, there's always in, in any business or opportunity, you can never go to the next level uh, unless you do something new, like mm -hmm. unless you step out into something that you don't have the full experience for. So it can't be only from this experience that we have. The next one is once it's lost, you can't get it back. Mm. Uh, especially when somebody and you and I have had friends where it was a failed marriage or a failed business. Or I had a failed really business. Major. I had a failed marriage. I had it all. <laughs> I have this friend. I'm asking for a friend, <laughs> but it so sh can shake someone to the core that it mm -hmm. feels like I can't ever get my mojo back where yeah. it so has defined them that a lot of times it can be a real difficult thing to be able to take that failure and learn from it and move forward. Yeah. And here's another myth is you have to be successful to be confident. And it's simply not true. Like hmm. it's not that success is created out of confidence. Confidence creates success. We have it all backwards. Hmm. We think that if we're successful, then we'll be confident. And I had a friend of mine who made his first million dollars. I may have told this story before. And he said, after he made his first million, he's like, I should feel different, shouldn't I? Like he thought because he got to that thing in his mind that said, this is success, that I made my million dollars, that I would feel confident. And yet that never came. And it actually put him into a bit of a depression because he's like, I should be confident. This was the magic pill. Just get successful. And it's altogether mm. untrue. Yeah. And and what about guys like Abraham Lincoln, right? Who failure followed <laughs> like mm. so much failure. Mm -hmm. And yet he believed the next one's going, you know, like I'm going to get elected the next time. Also that he, he, he went to be president of the United States, but his internal confidence of what he could achieve was not limited by those first initial mm -hmm. failures. Uh, here's another one. You have to be an extrovert to be confident. Mm -hmm. And I always laugh because I, I think, you know, some of the most wealthiest people on the planet are introverts, you know, Mark yeah. Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, you know, Bill Gates, you know, those are like, man, too bad. They can't be confident too bad. They can't be successful. Like, and so, a lot of times we think of confidence as this maybe bravado, maybe a border on cockiness, but this extrovert. And really, it, no matter your personality, if it's an internal source that is moving your confidence forward, your personality will fit whatever that confidence is leading it towards. Yeah. Let me just pause for a second to say this. There is one trait that you will find in every successful leader, no matter their industry, no matter their role. And that trait is action. And we want to inspire ambitious leaders like you to bet on yourself and take action on those audacious goals that you see in your heart. That's why we created our 90 day accelerator. It's a results driven battle tested framework designed specifically for high performing leaders like you to get unstuck and propel you towards your goals. And in just 90 days, you won't even recognize the person you used to be. To be a part of this elite community, go to evolveleadership.org. Now, back to the show. Yeah, there's another myth that says that confident people have no insecurities. And... 
we'll talk to this in just a, there's a quote where I want to pull out, you know, when we get to the end of this that I think is going to be really appropriate. But the reality is we're not confident because we lack fear, hesitation, doubt, insecurity. Like that is not the thing that makes you confident. The absence of that. It is actually being able to do what you're going to do, even if you're feeling those other things. Mm. Confident people still have all the self-doubt, all the questions, all the hesitations, but they've learned to push past that because of other elements within their core values, within their knowledge of self, within their understanding that they can figure things out. Yeah, and the final thing on this list of what confidence isn't is confident people are arrogant. Mm. And sometimes, let me just be really honest, that sentiment comes from people when we don't feel confident, right? Mm. And we look and we, it's almost a, a defense mechanism. If we're battling with self-doubt, if we're battling with insecurity, we see somebody who's confident, we can just, oh, they're, they're just arrogant. And it's really a defense mechanism so we can feel better about ourselves. We've all met the arrogant dude. We've all met the, 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 the woman or the guy that, you know, is pretending to know it all, is, is arrogant, you know, self-absorbed. That's not necessarily confidence. Sometimes that's insecurity yeah. and that's their mechanism, you know. But confidence can be that quiet knowing that you're going to figure out whatever's next and can tackle anything that comes your way. Mm -hmm. And that is incredibly powerful in the tool belt of a leader. Yeah. And I want to give a couple examples of what we're saying, what this looks like, right? There are well-known people that we know that have had to, and I love this phrase, had to summon their inner confidence mm -hmm. when all they had was a a moment of failure or a track record of failure. And they didn't feel in that moment, they didn't feel success. They weren't in a place of being successful. And yet they had to dig into something to grab a hold of confidence. Just like we said, you know, with Malala, what we said with uh, Zelensky, like now what about Sheryl Sandberg, who was the COO of, San, of uh, Facebook? After her sudden loss of her husband, she faced massive self-doubt and questioned her abilities. And wouldn't we all if we lost our loved one? What a difficult, challenging time. And she openly discussed her struggles with imposter syndrome and her fear of failing as a single parent. And through resilience, through therapy, and the support of her network, she regained her confidence and she continued to lead Facebook and authored the book Option B, inspiring thousands, if not millions of others to overcome adversity. Yeah. And I th another one I think of Angus is Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, right? Mm -hmm. So becoming CEO, he just openly admitted his initial doubts about being the right fit and the right leader for the company. Mm -hmm. But as he stepped in and leaned into it, mm -hmm. he transformed the Microsoft's culture. They started embracing a empathy and a growth mindset, right? Growth mindset doesn't have to know it all. Growth mindset can say, I can be a learner even in the face of not knowing what to do. They take on a, almost like, like a kid. We don't expect our kids to be perfect at ballet when they take their first lessons, right? No, it's practice, right? It's growth. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, he in, introduced that into the culture and really revitalized its relevance in the market. And his, his journey really, it really embodies this uh, self-awareness and mm. learning from failures 
and to step into that place of confidence in leadership. I love that. And all of these examples, they demonstrate that confidence can be developed. It can be strengthened. It can be honed. And even when it feels like it's nowhere to be found, like it's elusive, like in that moment, you can embrace an inner competence, not necessarily about the thing that's before you, but a competence of self. And these famous people were able to overcome the odds, overcome their doubts, overcome their insecurities and achieve great success because they tapped into something bigger than the situation. That's where the confidence lies, not out there, but in here, inside. And ultimately, when people have a lack of confidence, it's actually based on the stories we tell ourselves that we don't belong, that we're not enough, that we don't deserve that we're not worthy, that we aren't like this person, not like that person. We're not that. Yeah. So, so Angus, how do we build that confidence moving forward? How do we let go of those old stories and rewrite new ones? Well, I believe that confidence is not a knowledge, an experience, or a feeling. To me, confidence is a belief that at your inner core, you believe that you are worthy, deserving, able, that you belong. Like true confidence is rooted in the soul. And it's a reflection of our connection to our inner self. Like in a world where everything is constantly shifting, constantly changing, our soul is the one permanent thing that remains constant. It's important to understand that all of us have this core inside of us. It's why that we are the way that we are and why some are more confident than others because they've developed that internal soul, that core, that whatever you want to call it. And the answer lies in the connection with that piece, that when we are connected to our soul, whether that be in purpose, meaning, contribution, whatever that definition is that we give, we experience a profound sense of self-confidence to our ability and capacity to overcome, to fulfill, to make happen. And this connection gives us a sense of security and it transcends our external world and allows us to approach life with a sense of inner peace and stability. Confidence, it's in your soul. It's, it's your birthright. It's part of who you are. I believe every human being is born with this sense in us. And so we just have to untap it, unleash it, uncork it. So how do we do that? That inner self of security in an insecure world, how do we make that happen? I would say the answer lies in the practice of conscious awareness, mindfulness, self-awareness. And by taking the time to connect with our inner selves, we develop like a deeper understanding of who we are and what we're capable of and why we're here. This awareness leads us to a sense of purpose and direction, that inner peace, and allows us to approach life with a confidence, even in the face of uncertainty. And if you're really to boil it down, confidence is an identity. It's the way you so, see you. So identity is how we see ourselves. You were talking about that core, Angus. Is that what you're referring to? So confidence... Confidence is identity, how we see ourselves and how we, so when we step into an insecure moment, when we step into an uncertain leap that we're going to do, there's something that is less of an external thing, but there's an internal thing. Is that what you're 100%. 
I, I, I like that term from Marie Forleo who said like everything is figure outable. And when you know this stuff on the inside that you've figured out things before, why wouldn't you figure this out too? You mm-hmm. conquered some of these other things before. Why wouldn't you conquer this one as well? Like when you have given yourself a validation and a belief of who you are, what you're for, your mission, your vision, your purpose, like knowing you, that's enough. And so when you face these things, those that actually exert true confidence are the ones that believe in themselves. I, I, like one of our members in our mastermind, he struggled to see himself as kind of an industry leader in his space. And yet he would performed on some of the highest levels. He associated with top projects in his space and yet he played small. And while in our program, like he tapped into this inner sense of self, like that's what our program does is tap you into that knowing. And he realized that his work actually proved and validated what he desired. He stood back and he looked and he's like, holy crap, look at the patterns. Look at this. This is proof. And he could finally grasp. He could finally give himself permission to step into that identity. And he went from seeing himself as just an an influencer to this lesser part, this smaller part of the industry, and this is just who I can be, to then signing deals (laughs) with Fortune 500 companies. And his belief in his capacity catapulted him into a place of confidence where he aligned his identity with his ambition and saw that they were one and the same in equality and possibility, capacity. And this is where you know that how I define my identity, how I define myself, how I see me, it's not based on performance or the accolades, or the accomplishments, or the wealth, or the position, or the stature, or the beauty, or anything external. What we're talking about is this internal story, these internal beliefs. Confidence is not something that can be bought or earned, but it can be learned. Mm. There's a stat from Mindset Works that says that individuals with a growth mindset are 47% more likely to overcome challenges and achieve their goals. Why? Because they believe they can. They see their failures as stepping stones. They see their failures as the wisdom, the insight, and now the advantage for their future. And it comes to knowing that from within, that rooted core, that soul of yours, by connecting to your inner self, you can tap into an inner sense of security and develop a profound self-confidence that will guide you through life no matter what the challenges may arise. Even when you have self-doubt, even when you're thinking about imposter syndrome, even when you're thinking about, oh, some of these other fears of failure, like all those things comprise, you come back to your core. It's like, who am I really? What am I here to do? Hmm. And suddenly you realize like confidence, this is who I am. And it's not about the knowledge, not about the experience or the feeling, but a belief that I am worthy, that I am deserving, that I am able, and is therefore not something to attain, something that you have to achieve, but it's something you already are. And the journey is to discover and unleash this nature within you, in your soul, in your identity. It's the true you. And if I were to leave you with anything, know this, like confidence is not something that you are 
trying to get. It's something that's been birthed and gifted you from the beginning. And it's your invitation to develop. Wow. I guess when I, when I think of that identity that you piece, that you talk about, so much of our identity is shaped by voices, right? Whether they're parents, mm-hmm. you know, for good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. We've all had that coach that says, I believe in you. Yeah. When the pressure's on, when the lights are brightest, that's when you shine. Mm-hmm. Or the person who said, you'll never amount to anything. Yeah. And we're either pushing and pulling, either trying to prove somebody wrong or, or all these stories. And then talk about inner critic sometimes. Our mm-hmm. inner critic beats us up. So there, so many negative voices have shaped these crap stories that leave our confidence really low mm-hmm. uh, sometimes when stepping out and, and doing new things. And I, I think that's why that retraining our brain with the right stories that you were saying. And who better... T- for us to hear those stories than from us. I, I, one, one of the things I love, it's one of the most powerful tools that we do even in our, our coaching program here is create a new identity, like, mm-hmm. like start listing who is this man? Who is this woman? Who's the most confident, humble, powerful version of yourself? What do they do? How do they step into the room? How do they interact and be present yeah. with their family? Like, and, and <sighs> visualizing on. and even writing it down. And I remember mm-hmm. I went through this exercise when you first invited me to come into one of the masterminds. And there was a part of me that felt, I was just like, am I just making this up? Yeah. Like yeah, I'm going to, this is who I am. This is how I interact with my wife. This is how I, you know, step into a, a situation. And it almost sounded like too good to be true. But here's the powerful thing. We've already had the negative voices telling us the opposite. Yeah. over and over and over again. We've had the inner critic say, I can't believe you're so stupid. How could you do that? You know, why'd you yeah. say that? And, but when we start hearing those positive voices, yeah, it's amazing how our brain starts reshaping and transforming and the new story starts to appear. That's like, you know what? I can tackle anything. Yeah. Throw my way. You know what? A failure isn't a negative, you know, part of my identity. It's actually a learning experience so I can get to the good stuff faster. Right yeah. for all those artists, you know the the songwriters. They say Paul Paul McCartney of the Beatles. He said you have to write at least a hundred bad songs before you even get one good one. You got to get all the junk out, right? And there's something when we retrain our brain to see the world differently. Yeah. It gives it, you know, what do they call it? A mental plasticity. It it allows us this toughness and flexibility to take whatever's thrown at us. And internally say, oh, I can overcome anything. Yeah. Well, then that starts changing the way we approach, you know, relationships. That's the way we start approaching a new challenge. And you talk about this in retraining our brain. Tell us about that. I love this. Well, you know, that's like our tool, the 10-minute motivator is, you know, filled with all of these things. Because like you said, if all the stories of our past or a coach or a a teacher, a parent, you know, has spoken things negatively into our lives, well, then we will carry that story into our future. And that obviously is going to chip away at our confidence. But if you think of your brain like this supercomputer and you Mm -hmm. put good data in, you get good data out. You put dirty data in, you'll get dirty data out. And so whatever we're putting in, our brain's like... And it's trying to validate that information. 
and then it will seek to create or to attract. And I don't know why or how, if it's energetic, if it's frequency, if it's spiritual, if it's what, I don't know why, it just seems to work. And suddenly you will attract or create a experience, a relationship, or an opportunity that matches the belief about you. And so if you step into the situation thinking, oh, I'm going to screw this up, oh, I'm going to fail, or I'm going to, you know, burn my bridges, uh, she's going to reject me, he's going to think I'm this or that, then you will actually create that reality. And then it's no surprise when that thing actually happens. And yeah. if you listen to your mouth, listen to your words, you will actually speak some of these beliefs. Oh, like you said, I'm so stupid. I'm an idiot. I'm a whatever. And that's actually stories you're actually telling yourself. But if we upgrade, if we start giving ourselves new, positive, enlightening, enriching, empowering stories about our lives, who we are, what we're capable, and we rehearse that over and over in our supercomputer, our supercomputer, our brain wants to validate that. And now it's going to upgrade, elevate a different level of attraction or creation of higher level experiences, opportunities, and relationships. And suddenly you start upgrading your life. You start elevating possibility because you've changed and retrained your brain to believe into that inner core, that sense of self, which is where the confidence comes from. Yeah. And Angus, in our program, you know, a lot of times people come, uh, you know, different leaders, C-suite, they're like, okay, they're, they're looking tactics. I'm in a jam mm -hmm. in my business, or yeah. there's an issue with my team and they're, they're looking for tactics. And we start them on this. Yeah. Like if you can upgrade how you see you, this confidence starts to rise, this self-awareness, this growth mindset yeah. starts to rise. Well, then all of a sudden, before we even get to the tactics, there so many of our clients are already seeing new possibilities. Mm -hmm. Stepping out, the team, the team is 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 hitting on all cylinders, yeah. and the business ideas are flowing simply because they're tapping into and they're writing the news story that is creating a different future yeah. moving forward. Come on, and that level of confidence is contagious within your team. And so this yeah. is why we make this one of our number one focuses in our program is like, once you get clear on that confidence, that sense of self, everything else makes, you know, a whole lot of sense. And there was a, a quote from Nelson Mandela uh, that said, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is mm -hmm. not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. And in the book, The Confidence Gap, Russ Harris, he wrote this. He said, genuine confidence is not the absence of fear. It is the transformed relationship with fear. Negative thoughts are normal. Not to fight them. Don't fight them. Defuse them. And this becomes mm. the core. When we understand who we are, we have the tools and the resources to bring all the doubt into a corral into a cage, into a box, into its jail cells. Like, I will not be a slave to these beliefs or these stories any longer. And I'm going to step into my purpose, my meaning, my contribution, into the vision that I have for my life. And I'm going to trust my gift, trust my abilities, trust my core to see me through to the end. 
If that's you and confidence is something you are striving for, it is possible. You're not alone where you are. And the invitation is dial into your core nature. Dial into that soul of yours. Tap into that reality of who you are. And if you need help with that, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to help. Have an incredible day. Thank you so much for listening, taking this time to pour into yourself. Confidence no longer has to be elusive for you. As we wrap up another episode of Evolve Leadership, thank you so much for taking time to invest in you. If there's to be any sustainable growth in your company or even in your relationships, you must grow first. And it's what I love to do for leaders, to help them grow, to challenge their thinking, sharpen self-awareness, to instill an unshakable confidence, and ultimately upgrade their sense of self. And we do this through our proprietary method called Agile EQ+, where we're leveraging agile leadership and emotional intelligence. We provide our signature training for individuals and for businesses, we've designed a unique curriculum for company-wide learning and development. If you'd like to learn more about our training or to schedule a call, you can simply go to evolveleadership.org. And until next time, stay driven, keep climbing, and never stop evolving.